are with Chronicles of Darkness, the Roleplayer's Guide to Heists, Episode 1. We are in June 2019, I'm Devin the Referee, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing April the Drifter. And Pinas Hardison the Hacker. Okay, gang, so this is a bit of a either one-shot or duo uh, little event we're doing. I gotta break some stuff down for this though. So, um, we're running uh, a heist from a Kickstarter that just went out called The Roleplayer's Guide to Heists. It's a Kickstarter on Kickstarter for a book of system agnostic, setting agnostic heists that you can put into your game and just kind of drop and run. They're pretty comprehensive, there are maps for them, they're pretty fun, they span all the different genres. Uh, and they're put together by the San Gennaro Co-op. They're a group of role-playing game writers who are doing profit sharing and trying to kind of change the way people get paid in RPGs. You know, uh, make sure they actually do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> not like other uh, large companies that steal from their cough, cough. No, 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 we'll just, we'll just we'll cough, move on. Cough. Yeah. Not like other companies. We'll just, we'll just gloss on past that. You all know. You're all intelligent people. You all listen to our other off-topics. Yeah, right? <laughs> anyway... So yeah, the co-op, yeah, this is their first big Kickstarter. They recently put together a, a little game jam of like a bunch of like uh, RPGs and like a compendium they did, and it was pretty nice, well received, got the top of drive-thru RPG, and now like less than a month later they put out their first Kickstarter. And at the time of this recording, they've already hit their goal and are well into stretch goals, which are, you know, paying the artists and the writers more. Uh, they're moving on up towards making more heists if they hit certain goals. So yeah, it's all going pretty well. And we saw the heists, we know some of the people in the community just through osmosis, and we thought it'd be nice to do one of the heists as a one-shot. So that's why this episode exists. <laughs> now, uh, as for system, uh, I didn't really want to have to learn an entire system to run heists, but I know leverage is really good for it. It's literally built to run heists. But I didn't want to really learn leverage, so we got the quick start rules, which are like 15 pages and are a pretty good introduction to the leverage system, so we decided to do that, and Peter and Nicole are playing the quick start characters, they've just kind of filed the serial numbers off them a little bit, and we've decided this game takes place in Chronicles of Darkness, and the characters they're playing are ghouls to a vampire who wants them to do this heist, and they're gonna do it, and that's their motivation, and that wraps up basically all the parts of why this session even exists. So, what heist are we doing? So, uh... The Role Player's Guide to Heists has a preview PDF, it's about 13 pages, it has um, three heists in it, and we're doing one called Lights, Camera, Action. The pitch for this heist takes place in 1958 in Hollywood. Uh, there is a large film premiere going on, it is having a lot of stars and the rich and famous coming in, and as a part of this, the owner of the theatre, who has certain rare artifacts and things in his collection, is in a separate room before the big movie starts, showcasing a movie that is very much sought after, very rare. There's only one copy left in the world and he has it. And it's being shown to like the, the elite. The purpose of the heist is to break into this theater, steal that movie, the only copy of it existing in the world, and get out. Yep, that is the pitch for the heist. Also, the theater is very mob-heavy, so uh, don't cause a ruckus, or a lot of people with Tommy guns are probably going to come in. 
Yeah, it's, it's like a mob run. The theater is fairly well fortified. You know, there, there's a lot of things that can trip you up, and we just kind of went over the heist on how the players can get through it with two characters, and this is kind of going to be our uh, dive into it. So before we get into the, the nitty-gritty, uh, I'm going to ask Nicole and Peter to describe what your characters look like and who they are, just in brief. The oh. pad out time. <laughs> So April is a woman in her late 20s, maybe early 30s, uh, blonde, she's fairly conventionally attractive, and yeah. She's she, a grifter. Yeah, she's she's real good at lying. She's an actress, so you know, she's good at lying. <laughs> um, what are her other traits? She's gorgeous, an actress, and deceitful. Those are her three traits. Her, uh, talents, I'm not going to go over because uh, those are different, so I'm not going to yeah. go over those. Clearly, we haven't seen the show that the RPG is based on, so we're just winging it here. Oh yeah, no idea. Um, April, I'm going to say, dresses harder than the character she's based on, which is Sophie, if people have seen Leverage. We, personally, the three of us, have never seen Leverage. Not a single thing about it. I've actually really wanted to, I just haven't gotten around to getting it onto our Plex server. Uh, the guy with the long hair that was also an angel, I cannot take him seriously, so it'll be weird. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say she dresses less uh, professionally than uh, Sophie or Sophia does. More, like, nice clothes, but not, like, a businesswoman clothes. I mean, right. it's the 50s, so... Oh yeah, it's also the fucking 50s, so she definitely doesn't dress like that. <laughs> it's the 50s, but it's not like, you know, historically accurate gamer bro 50s. <laughs> it's Chronicle of Darkness. It's also like fantasy, so you know, it doesn't have to be stupid. Yep. And I'm playing Harrison. He's a black guy in his 20s, 30s maybe. Short black hair, you know, dresses quite casually. And he's the hacker of the group. He's cocky, geek, and likes computer stuff. Yep. That's his character from all I know of this. We should really watch Leverage one day. Maybe. <laughs> we should still watch Person Galactica, man. <laughs> oh, frick, right, I forgot. I meant to. After Twin Peaks, we're watching Twin Peaks. We're almost to the movie. And then we get to watch season three. We've never watched Twin Peaks before. It's real good. We kept trying to watch it and then getting bored in the first episode. And then, <laughs> you know, we... Buckled in. Yeah, we, we bowled past that and then it got to the cool shit. Every time I watch it, I want donuts. They're, they have like piles of donuts everywhere. It's ludicrous. Like an entire table, like as big as this table, with like donuts stacked three high in rows. And it's like no one eats that many fucking donuts. Uh, There's like three police in this tiny you're town. You're really testing your diet, Devin. It's so bad. I just oh. I want donuts every day of my life. Just snort all of them. I'm more of a pizza and chips kind of person, but yeah. Crowley. <laughs> okay. Crowley's pretty good. Cronuts. Cronuts, though. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, Cronuts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're all hungry, <laughs> it's miserable. Just imagine popcorn now, because we're going to the cinema. The cinema. Okay. All right, and we're back. So, we'll set the first scene. Um, we're not going to describe kind of the theater yet. We're, we'll, we'll get to that in a later scene, but... You're in a back alley, you know, red brick buildings, you know, that, that, uh, what do you call it? The steam rising up from, you know, manhole covers, filth everywhere because this is the 50s and no one gives a shit at all. 
uh, you know, just dumpsters overflowing, garbage everywhere. It's a nightmare. Cigarette butts everywhere. Lordy. Smells like home. And we cut to our two characters, April and Hardison. Uh, you're hanging out in this alley. You know, it's the back alley for the Rouge Theater, the site of this heist. And what are you waiting for? Um, we're waiting for at least, well, preferably only two employees uh, to come out together for like a smoke break or to take out garbage. We don't care why they're coming out. We just want them coming up. Uh, and I'm going to be in plain view. I think Hardison should be hiding sure. with the chloroform <laughs> in case. Yep, always be prepared. Yeah. Plus, I mean, my character's less intimidating and better at uh, socializing, so. Sure. <laughs> Leave the awkward geek in the side. Yeah. I don't want to talk to them, are you kidding me? Right. Okay. So after some time, two uniformed employees of the Rouge Theater come out. Uh, and yeah, they're carrying, uh, you know, garbage bags thrown in the dumpster. I'm gonna wait for them to actually put it in the dumpster so that it's out of the way, not have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> and then when they turn around, I'm going to be uh, leaning against the door to go back in. All right. It's a man and a woman. Uh, you know, they're average height, build, not really distinct people. Hi there. The the woman kind of looks at you uh, awkwardly to the guy. Um. Hi. Hi. How would you both like to make some very quick money? And also not have to work tonight. What, uh, what is this? I want your clothes, both of you. I'll give you like a change of clothes that you can like take or whatever, I don't, I don't care. But I want your clothes. I am willing to pay very generously for them. Uh... That's a little, the part of the guy speaks up. That's a little weird. Listen, me and a friend are just, we really want to see the movie. Mm. All right, at this point, let's call for a roll. But I'm a little bit confused. Okay, they're both kind of looking at you, because we roll dice, listeners, but don't worry, it's, it's, it's the the uh, leverage quick start. Don't, don't worry about the mechanics. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lowen looks really suspicious and she's like talking with the dude and then he's like, no, this is a great idea. Yeah, sure. What are you paying? What's the money? And she's like, what? No. What are you paying? I'll uh, take out like two money. Like, yeah, I'll take out money. I don't know if it's like, it's, it's quite a bit, but not like a suspicious amount. It's like, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, here, give it here. All right, how about you? It's like, no way, this is ridiculous. We're gonna get in trouble. I, I, I you can't just be giving your uniform out. See, that's a problem because we do need two. And then from the other way, Hudson comes out and it's like, you know, trench coat, takes something from his pocket and goes, fuck this. And I guess you run up behind her and try to start chloroforming. So you're her. specifically chloroforming the girl? Yes. <laughs> it might be worth it more to chloroform the guy. Uh, Although he's less likely to scream. Come on. Let's Go move. ahead. Let's roll. So. Do a peek. So what's that? Agility and grifter? Okay. I don't think this is grifting. Mastermind? It seems like this TV. is hitter. 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 
Yeah. Same, same thing for me. Okay. And I'm doing this cockley. Ooh, I rolled a six and I got a complication. Oh boy. I got Ooh. a nine. Okay, so you run up behind the guy and chloroform him, like, and this is a movie, of course, so he's, like, struggling, you're struggling in the alley, he's pushing his back up against a wall with you on it, and he just, he just goes down. Surely, like, only an actress from the 50s can release it, at least a high-pitched shriek. I will, uh, deck her in the face. Do it. Strength uh, hit her. Yeah, it's like my lowest stats, but let's see. Welcome to the team. A D6 and a D4. Ooh. This is not uh, anything to do with being attractive or a lie guy, so... I rolled a 1 and a 4. Oh. <laughs> so 5 is my score, and uh... 6. I also got a complication. Oh my god, guys. How are you so bad at this? We're <laughs> so not combat, combat characters. <sighs> Uh, alright, you deck her in the face and knock her out, um, but yeah, the, the people come on site right away. Oh shit. Like, like two, like, what well, looks like bouncers, or like, like, uh, whatever people open the door and see you two there. <laughs> With the two knocked out employees? Yeah. Quick, someone attack them. Yeah. I think I'll just be like, well, it's really Light clear. It's really teeth. clear it's just us. You're fucking holding the chloroform. Quick, chloroform them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're good at lying, right? <laughs> I am good at lying. I I will start crying and uh, being, <laughs> being like, help, I was just out here asking them for a smoke and then someone came and I don't know what to do. So I'm, and I'm also trying to like also like get them their attention on me. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty girl crying. Um, then yeah, you should definitely chloroform them. So uh, let's both roll for that. <laughs> All right, cool. Roll to keep their attention. So grifter, uh, intelligence, also a D8 because I am a whatever. And this. I'm gonna add all three of my traits. Yeah, so yeah, it's all good. Okay. Uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. My score is thirteen, and I do not roll any ones. That's your two highest. Yeah, eight and a five. Perfect. All right, you beat their eight. <laughs> all right, oh. all eyes are on you. Someone attacked them. They're like, "Whoa, what's going on? Uh, what, what happened? All oh, these are our two. You know, that's Johan and Shirley." And I rolled a 14 on my chloroform. Nice! Okay, Holy well, they shit. can't possibly beat that. Ooh, they're on alert. I get an extra d6, but it doesn't all add together. It's only my two points. I mean, uh, roll that because you might get complications. No, that's... Nope. Okay, yeah. so you're able to sneak up behind them with your ether bottle and start chloroforming them. Maybe two hands on. No, I think, I think you get one and like, you go after the other because you clearly both, you know, yeah. came equipped. <laughs> all right, you got four bodies. The guards don't fit you guys. Yeah, they're probably... That's a complication. Um, okay, so this went kind of both better and worse than I could have thought. I hear more people uh, are coming. Help! I mean, help me hide the bodies! <laughs> Throw down them. a manhole? No, then they might drown. There's, no, there's no water down there. Okay, then yeah. 
Like, we'll go down too so we can uh, change the clothes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we will uh, change into Johan and whatever that should Shirley. Shirley's uh, clothes. Presumably, right. I'm in Shirley's. Yes. <laughs> Act one getting access to the place. <laughs> that went great. It's Thank great. God for chloroform in our games. Right? It comes up every game. <sighs> Without the hitch. <laughs> okay, well. Alright, so we then cut to the front of the Rouge Theater. The Rouge Theater is built to look sort of like a church. It has very strong Nordic themes. It has a predominantly um, wooden facade to the outside gated entrance. There are carvings of dragons and uh, sort of Viking motifs all over it. Um, you know, fun historical fact, it was recently renovated after a fire. Um, and it has the red carpet literally rolled out. There are uh, velvet kind of rope guides everywhere, there are paparazzi, there are stars, directors, writers, all sorts of Hollywood elite are just here for the movie. The movie, of course, uh, playing tonight being Three Aces High, Elena Hart, a very up-and-coming director, or not up-and-coming, but a very famous director's newest film. Uh, it is going to be playing on the Rouge Theatre's <coughs> 500 hundred person single screen um, which people are going to be filtering into as the night goes on and this is of course invite only so there's a lot of people who are just kind of here to see famous people go in but actually can't enter you two are out front and you are dressed up as staff yes so what do you two do do you talk to each other at all plan stuff out all right so the key here Haddison and I cannot stress this enough is confidence so, okay. I know you slouch a lot, you know, straight, straight in your posture, walk like you own the place. Okay, I think I'll do it, I think I'll do it. Ah, oh, hyperventilating, but... Yes, confident, but casual. How do those two work together? Okay, go in. Alright, you guys walk in, bounce doesn't pay you any mind, you're staff. You're in the lobby. The lobby has large wooden murals, uh, you know, depicting Nordic Viking style motifs. Um, funnily enough, this place in a roundabout way reminds me a lot of the hotel from Twin Peaks where it's <laughs> like, it's that sleazy guy's hotel, but there's like these huge Baroque Aboriginal art pieces just everywhere in every scene. Everywhere. Like they're just there and they dominate every scene that he's in and it has nothing to do with him almost. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's, it's a motel or it's a hotel he's made. Um, but yeah, the green, uh, the, not the green, the lobby is packed. There are stars of every stripe, uh, here, you know, Keanu Reeves is there, Shirley Temple's here. Is Sydney Porche here? Yes, she's definitely here and I definitely know who she is. It's a man! And he is really good actor. People should watch his movies. Like, look who's coming to dinner. Very good. I definitely know who that is. Uh, you know, there's, who else is here? Martin Scorsese, Charlie Chaplin, uh... Shirley I, Temple? I said Shirley Temple already. John Bonet Ramsey? Yeah, sure. Alright, John Bonet Ramsey's here as well. <laughs> I was also gonna say Frank Sinatra's niece, uh, Nancy Sinatra. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's, 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 it's a huge event. Everyone from Hollywood is here. So, staff probably isn't supposed to ask for autographs, right? It's a great way to get yourself fired. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these autographs would be worth a lot of 
money. Yeah, it would one day, but. All right, all right, all right. I'm getting distracted by all the glitz and glamour. Let, let's let's go forward. Get the film. Please, our master. It'll be great. Vampire lore. Yes, because reminders, listeners, we're ghouls. <laughs> it doesn't come up a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not coming up a lot, and I actually had forgotten until now. So <laughs> our master, our liege. Because <coughs> otherwise, it's like, yeah, let's please our master, and it's like. Wait, what? Wait, what was that? <laughs> well, but you say it better than me. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, Peter. Oh my god. Fucking lord. So this room, uh, the opposite end of the entrance, of course, has the door that heads into screen one. This theater only has one screen. It fits a huge amount, a ridiculous amount of people. One side of the room, there's a concession stand with, you know, people behind it doing concessions and a little room that goes into the stock room. Right beside that is a employee's elevator. Opposite side is two large doors with murals on opposite ends that are opposite sides of the door that heads into the green room, where your score is the last remaining copy of The Last Night in Berlin. Belgium. What? Damn it! <laughs> the last night in Belgium. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of proper nouns in this heist that I uh, am having trouble memorizing. Yeah. Wouldn't be nice if all those were like highlighted or some of the different color. Ooh, that's something to suggest in the Kickstarter comments. I already tweeted at the co-op, so. Huh. Look at that. Look at that, Peter. <laughs> yeah, the space station one doesn't have proper nouns because it's just like, hey, it's a space station. Whatever. Steal a rocket ship. I mean, you Still know, a rocket ship. Decapitate some astronauts. Whatever. Not this time. Goblin sounds. <laughs> Goblin brain at work. <laughs> kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. Okay, you're here. You're schmoozing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, I am going to uh, go behind the concession stand. Sure. There is a... Teenage woman behind the concession stand, you know, just handing out things, taking cash, you know, that sort of thing. I guess, I don't know if they even be taking cash, because there's celebrities here, so why even bother? I'm going to say she's probably not, because it's, it's... probably an invite-only thing, so... Yeah, taking tips. There it is. Good, good, good one, Peter. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go by the, behind the counter. Presumably she's busy, because, like, she's going to start. Uh, so I'm going to take advantage of that to act like I'm helping while kind of also getting in her way and grab her keys, presumably from her pocket. The key to the uh, the, the uh, Oh yes, elevator. specifically to the employee elevator. We need to go downstairs. She has a key on her, on her belt loop, so go for it. Okay. Um, this so definitely sounds like a grifter and like athletics. No, it's mm. thief. Oh, thief and athletics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I forgot thieving existed. So 2d8s. Um, I'm going to add in Deceitful to this, so that's another D8. I got a 7. Okay, let me just... Okay, yeah! You roll high enough and you're able to deftly pick that key off of her key ring. I'm going to pocket it and then look around like I'm like worried and be like, Oh man, we are running low on popcorn. Uh, I'm gonna go get some more. Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah. And then we nod and 
Yeah, we nod to each other like in a heist movie across the room. And we and head to the Right. <laughs> okay, I'm just... Okay, you guys get into the employee elevator or the service elevator with your elevator key. It takes you down <coughs> and lets you off in the basement. The basement area you're in is a large, you know, underground room. Uh, on one side is a large vault door that looks fairly complex. And the other side... You know, just like a basement door. Uh, this room has a lot of storage stuff, shelving, uh, cleaning supplies, that sort of thing. You're in. So I know we're not, it's not part of the job, but that vault is legendary. No one knows what's inside of it. We gotta at least check it out. Yeah. You should, like, stand by that door and make sure no one comes in, because I, I probably employee room or whatever over there. Maybe like pretend that uh, the door is locked and you're trying to undo it, and that that always works. That always works. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, I'll just go stand by the door, lean out against it, take a smoke out. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over to the lock uh, and take a look at it. Uh, I'm gonna take out like some thief tools or something that I have, and then when I get to it, I'm gonna be like, oh. Uh. Defeatedly put my tools away. Yeah, we're never gonna get in this. This is a great Castino. Mm -hmm. They're impossible. Like, legendarily, the best log. Mm. I mean, if brought more dynamite, maybe, but. <laughs> next time, next time. Yeah, we'll, uh. Sounds like a good idea. There might not even be anything in there, it might just be a, a bomb shelter, but you know what? I wanna know. Now I'm curious. Hmm. Who is some other vampire there? Also, it's a this. good place to sleep, actually. Oh. And it's a really good lock, so people yeah, can't get in yeah. and disturb you during the day. Probably a vampire. This place is mob run. It's definitely a vampire. Damn those leeches. That's a very uh, offensive thing to say about our master. I mean, not her master, but the other ones. You're right. She's one of the good ones. Just throwing that out there all cash. <laughs> <laughs> all cash life. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're in the basement. You wanna go through the other doors? Yeah. yeah. Alright, other doors lead to a long corridor with like machines on either side, like the HVAC, electric electrical panels, generators, that sort of thing. Door at the end that you know leads into an intersection that goes like on either side to the employees lounge and then the uh, you know more tunnels and generators. Like service ducts. That's where we need to go, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we need to get to the generator and rig it to uh, overload the network at the proper time so that it will create the distractions, fires, and everything we need for the next phase. It's awesome. I have no idea how that would uh, work, but you're the, you're the mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you'll need to do distractions while I work on this. It can take a little bit. There are people in the employee lounge. Um, and we have to go through there to get to the place we're going? No, but if he's working and they walk Oh, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I will stay out in the hallway and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be a distraction. I'll All pretend right. to be crying and... I'm just gonna... Yeah, actually, um, that doesn't make sense. 
because then we have to distract him directly in the hallway. I'm actually going to go into the employee lounge instead and, uh, yeah, chat everybody up. Alright, it's an employee lounge. There's a couple guys and gals in there. There's some, uh, automats in there. You know, for people to get food out of. And they all look at you because you're, you're not recognizable. You're not new. Or, like, you're not, you're new. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe that... Leonardo? What the fuck was that guy? Leo? No, the first guy. George Clooney? No. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin? Just pick an actor! The guy that he got the clothes from! The employee that we knocked out! The guy you knocked out? Yeah. Uh... Johan? Johan! Johan? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I could not remember his name. Like, oh my god, I'm so glad that Johan got me this job just in time for this opening. I am so excited. Did you guys see that George Clooney was up there? I know, right? Yeah, George was there. George Clooney, oh my goodness. And Sandra Bullock? Trebek. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Lee Marvin's there. He just turned 30 last week and he's still out. I mean, happy birthday, Lee Marvin. Um, do you think that, like, if I, like, you know, stand where they can see me, you know, try to bat my eyes or something, do you think, do you think I'd be able to catch their attention? I mean, that's how they found Shirley Temple. You're right. You know what? I don't even mean to be discovered, though. I meant, you know. I, think that's I mean, how, George isn't married. I think that's how they discovered Shirley Temple after that, order, after that fire. And then they, they point to the picture on the wall, like, famous <coughs> pictures of famous celebrities in the oil of Shirley Temple in front of a burned-out building with the haunted eye child she has. <laughs> Looking over her shoulder and smiling, yeah, like that means, yeah. yes. <laughs> Hands covered in soot. <laughs> Ghostly prints on the building's burned-out glass behind her. I'm gonna nod to one of the male employees and be like, you know, I heard that Charlize Theron is still single. I think if you played your cards right, you might be able to get her attention. There you go. Alright, roll distraction. <laughs> Don't fail and <coughs> cause them to turn into a murder riot. Griftier, Grifter. 2d10, plus I'm being an actress and deceitful. So 2d8 on top of that. I got a 9, so... Don't, don't, don't. Oh no, I'm good. I got a six and an eight. And nice. no ones. Thank Christ. Alright, they are distracted, Peter, so you can successfully go and hack the electrical panels. Okay. So, so what is the objective of hacking this electrical panel? Well, we want to overload it, or cause it to overload the other place in the cinema. A, to create the distraction by setting fires to the place, and also... Um, Specifically what place, though? Um, can you yeah. yeah. So, I will be overloading the security system in the green room, so that it wouldn't shut uh, down when everything will be triggered there. Create a small fire there to create a distraction, so we can do our plan there, so we can get our hit, our target, our, our score. Our score. Oh, all right, go for it. Try to hack this system. Hack, hack, hack. Ooh, I got like 16. Nice. What did you get, Devin? Seven. Was I able to know one? No, I'll tell you if it's a one. How would I be able to get seven on 2d6? It's impossible. Maybe you used 3d6 because it's all the complication. It's literally impossible to get a seven on 2d6. <laughs> or one's a one. 
What? Six I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm aware. <laughs> I, was, I, I can't tell. I, know I you could went not to, tell if it was a bit or not. I know you went to a public school, Devin. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But hold on. Public schools are good. <laughs> I you said Holland, but it's not like you said Holland. Yeah, I think he did. Exactly. He was making a joke about... He's making your jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The joke well, that we don't know where I'm Peter you. comes from. <laughs> the Skyrim thing, but Provar, I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I saw one, sorry, but I saw one where it's Stardew Valley, and your character gets on the bus for Stardew Valley, <laughs> and then the, the fog comes and it opens up and it's the Skyrim bus. Uh, you that got was, caught in the border crossing. <laughs> this is the uh, best version of that I've seen. I thought some of like... We did play like Fallout 76 and like they pass out by doing something and then they wake up in like yeah. a card with some... Alright, so you succeed at uh, being a hacker and getting the machine works to do it how you want to do it. Yep. There is now a timer going down uh, for when the green room will, uh, will have fire. its accident. Yep. Which means you have time to go and do the next part you were talking about. Yep. So after I'm done, I guess I just come into the you know, employee room, and like, you know, hey, April, we need more people up, you know, manning the popcorn machine. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, I'll get up and go with Okay. Now what? We are going to go up through the... Uh, up the elevator? Yeah, up, I think we have to go through the elevator, no? So oh, yeah. The shaft should... right behind you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go up a service shaft to uh, behind the uh, main theater, the main uh, the screen, room. the projector yeah. screen. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess. And then we're going to go to the projector room. Yeah. 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 All right. So you go up the shaft, and there's ladders that take you up to the where the projector room is. And yeah, there's someone in there currently just prepping the uh, the movie. Um. You started. I'll mess with it. Hi. Hi. Oh, um, hello? Hi. Really sorry to bother you. Uh, I'm new. And they told me to go uh, refill the PTS, and I don't know what that is. Uh, could you help me out? I don't want the people at the concession stand to know that I don't, like, I don't want to come across as incompetent, you know? It's my first day. <laughs> grifted, grifted hard. Right? This, uh, I'm going to add in my deceitful and my gorgeous. I'm trying to play that like. Yeah. yeah. Go wide, girl. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled two ones, BT dogs, uh, and my score is seven. Huh, four, and I got a one. So, yeah, alright. I'm gonna throw some complications in, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he'll, he'll he'll walk with you out of the room for a moment. Okay. And Peter, I'm gonna say you can just do it. Set up, like yeah, you, you set up one of your timers. <laughs> boop boop boop. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I'm hacking in the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're doing the hand tapping. <laughs> okay, so let me pause. Okay, you can you complete the sabotage of the projector, and what you both are leaving now? Yes. And do you want to do the asset? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The asset that I, that asset that I get because you rolled a one mm -hmm. is uh, this guy. 
if we need uh, any help throughout the adventure, uh, I'll be able to call on him as an extra die. I think he'll be helping us out. Perfect. That makes sense. Yep, that's a permanent part of it because I rolled one and you spent a uh, whatever the whatever the magic currency in this game is. <laughs> Power points. Point. Oh, plot points. Nonsense. It's all good. <laughs> Alright, so where are you going now? Well, we're going uh, down to the main lobby, preparing our little dirty cart, you know, with like condiments and so on, so we can go to the green room with that, and we're checking our time, because it's almost, you know, go time. Yes. Alright, and what is go time? What happens? Well, when the go time is go, well, there's a little flickering of light, and something starts short-circuiting in the green room. And causes a small fire. Yep. So security goes out and a fire starts. Yes. Yep. All right. One sec. All right. Fire in the green room. What do you guys do? Uh, we walk in with our cart, basically, as it's happening, as it, as the fire starts to go off. So, the green room. Mm-hmm. You come on in. There is a pillar in the middle uh, with a glass case around it. There's a projector in there. It's projected on a projector screen. There is stills from the movie kind of all around. There's art hanging. There are small couches and shea lounges. There are celebrities in here and three guards and a uh, security person right next to the projector. Everyone's kind of moving around looking freaked out because there's fire coming from the wall. Okay. So I uh, nod over to uh, April and ask her, do you have you know, the thing I gave you? Oh yes. I still have the whip out the bottle. Camera zooms in on the label. Super chloroform. As a flashback of me, uh, Hardison just preparing the chloroform, like mixing different chemicals together and, you know, passing out from all the fumes himself. <laughs> yeah, you have a power where you can give uh, other people an equipment bonus. Yep, a detailed equipment bonus. Super chloroform. <laughs> yes. Alright, what do you do with your, uh, with your MacGuffin? With the super chloroform, I go to the guard who is by the... Uh, glass that's encasing the projector. Emily, the bruiser. Yes. Uh, I go behind her and I super chloroform her. The lights are flickering and out, so it's hard to see. Yep. So you, yep. you can do this without every star being like, oh my god! Also, you know, it's super chloroform, so she goes up quick. Alright, roll it. Um, this is oh hit. yeah, I guess it's hit her, eh? Uh, just one Don't moment. fuck up. Don't roll a one on that d10. It's not a d10. <coughs> Yeah, he gave you a D10. Oh, yes. Yeah. Come on, dog. Uh, so a D4 from hitter, and this is strength. strength, so a D6 plus a D10. None of my traits. Hey, I got a three. You're almost guaranteed to win. <laughs> I got a four. Oh. I two ones. She oh. gets a super concussion. One sec. Okay, so you got a four. Uh, and yeah, you, you knock out Emily, the guard. And, uh, you really, like, drag her behind a curtain or something so they don't see her being, like, that's, just don't see her knocked out? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, maybe they'll think she can because of the fire. Uh, and then I will shout, What are you kidding me? You guys, if the power's out, we can't just have the, the film in there. The light bulb will burn it. Quick! And yeah. we, like, pick up the glass and everything. Okay. Uh, and I will unwind the Melastite in Belgium and pretend to go put it in its case, but Patterson will hand me a dummy film yep. that I will put there instead. And we will pocket the Melastite yeah. in Belgium in the 
Can the concessions start the uh, cart and brought into the room? Yep, that's what they're doing. Uh, I, I guess I should roll thief. Oh, I think that's fine. I think you just do that. Okay. Game prepared. Yes. So while well, this, you know, the fire is burning, the smoke's filling the room, the lights are on the down flickering, we do that whole exchange with the main person responsible for the film not being awakened. Yeah, you give yeah. it to one of the guards, like, yeah, be, be like, quick! You have to bring this back down to the back down to the uh, vault. It can, we can't just have it like out here if we're having technical difficulties. The boss will have your ass. The boss will have our ass. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy's like, oh yeah, and he grabs it and he like he like starts to walk away with it. The gold, the solid gold case it's in. It's in a solid gold canister. Oh. We didn't mention that. I guess maybe I wasn't uh, brandishing it so uh, lightly. Then. Well, just, I like, think it's like, anyway. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's almost <laughs> magic. All right, and then what happens, Peter? And then as you know, the clock strikes. You know, a, you know, a couple of minutes after the go time. I guess there are some, you know, commotions going from the main uh, theater room yes. as, you know... In a 5,000, in a 500 people theater uh, that is packed to the brim, a fire starts. The screen goes up in flames. Yes, the very flammable screen, because you rig the projector to catch fire, starts burning. So as you guys are leaving, people are starting to flood out screaming because it's a goddamn fire everywhere. There's fire everywhere. Literally a fire in a crowd theater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and people are screaming fire. And it's literally, you know, the 50s film reel fire. You know, oh, yeah, nitrous. Stuff. Yeah. yeah that's Gary like, Busey kind of... gets up five seconds before it starts and starts screaming fire and everyone looks at him and then the fire starts. <laughs> Shit! No one wants to be around Gary Busey when he starts screaming fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we will... Uh, push the cart out of the room, and then just grab the bag we have with the film reel. Yep. And yeah, and as you guys are starting to go down and leave, people are crowding out, and you see those two guards you knocked out earlier coming in, and they eye you. Oh, shit. Um, I am going... We're going to try to get away, which Re presumably is mastermind or something. Sure. So we're going to be trying to get away, and in the crowd, I spot... The guy from the projector room. The projectionist. Yes. Uh, I spot him and he comes over and he's like, Oh my goodness, there's a fire. We have to get we have to get out of here. And he's trying to be, you know, the big hero. Yeah, as you tag get, him in as an asset. Exactly, and get me to safety. So as an asset, he is in the role. Yeah. And what would this be? That's a D6. Assets are D6s. No, sorry, what would this role be? Oh, um. Okay, so uh I was successful, so well, we were successful. Yeah. So you had to add in your assets. Yeah. Because no, 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 we have the other thing I prepared for you. <laughs> and uh, I pull out a pull out the pin on a smoke bomb. I don't know how smoke bomb. Just throw. But yeah, just I drop it throw, behind you. Yeah. Like I drop the smoke bomb behind us to uh, create a bit of a smoke screen. I grab a woman's shawl as she's running by and wrap it on my head so that they can't notice me. Um, yeah, th that kind of thing. Um, oh, we make a clean getaway. Yeah, we make a clean yeah, getaway. you guys make a clean getaway. You guys get away, uh, you know, you, you move out the front door, you get a few streets down, and then you, like, you know, dive into, like, a small cafe or something. Yep, we dive into the back alley of a small cafe. Yeah. Oh, we did it! Yeah. Alright, finally, we can get rid of these disguises. Yeah, let's do it. Nobody's looking, and we have to pull our masks off and the wigs and everything. Pull out the padding from my bra. <laughs> Revealing that you are you that you two ghouls are in fact David Duchovny 
And Robert well, Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I know no celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Iron Man is? Eh, you picked Robert Downey Jr. You don't know who Iron Man is? I know of him. <laughs> I know of his works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the two ghouls were Robert Downey Jr. and David Duchovny the whole time in 1938. What a twist! <laughs> All right, heist successful. You stole the last night in Belgium. We did. You can bring it to your vampire lord, who next time might make you steal a space shuttle. We're not too curious. Vampires are a little bit loopy like that. Uh, vampires are like that. <laughs> Don't worry, we've got like 60, 80 years to plan that. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a big heist. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, okay. So I was Devin. Nicole. And Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. Mm -hmm.